Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's show, have you ever felt overwhelmed with so many marketing choices? First, there's picking the right target client, then there's understanding the pain points of your clients, then there's deciding what to actually sell your client that solves their pain points, and add to that all of the possible marketing channels like social, search, organic, paid, and on and on and on. It's no wonder today's guest, Ben, asked for a little help in nailing down his marketing for 2023. And if you'd like help too, Stay tuned because we're going to be right back with our best advice. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. My name is Preston Lee with Milo.co and joining me on the air for this new year. It's January 4th hmm. on the day of recording. Of course, this will air a bit later, but it's our first episode of the new year. Happy New Year. Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. How are you, man? What's up, man? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a little bit yeah. since both of us took some time off been. for the holidays. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You had um, some nice time with your your family though. Over I the did, holiday. yeah. I'm trying to think. Is this to... your is this your daughter's first holiday? Or, or yes. How, uh, well, she... for, it, it was her first Christmas because yeah, she was yeah. born on the 27th. Um, so <laughs> oh, technically, yeah. technically, it's her second New Year's. So okay, yeah. there you go. <laughs> well, that's fun, man. Uh, celebrating Christmas for those of you who celebrate, that's fun with like a little baby. And as they get older, it just gets more and more fun. So. Oh, for sure. That's good, man. Uh, joining us on the air also is our new friend, Ben, calling from France. Hey, Ben. Hi. Hi, guys. Very excited to be here. We're very excited to have you. Uh, thanks so much for calling in. As many listeners know, you can call in and join us on, on a call just like this, just like Ben is doing today. We just have a short questionnaire for you to fill out. You pick a time on our calendar, and we'll chat with you about your business as well. Ben, let's dive into your uh, I should say, I should say before we dive into Ben, if you want to do that, you just visit freelance2founder.com. And then uh, on the bottom of the page, there's just a quick little questionnaire, super easy. But Ben, why don't you tell us a little bit about your business right now and um, maybe a hint at where we're going to head today in terms of what we're going to talk about? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm building a tool called Instaprice. Um, and based on my experience as a freelancer, a lot of my pricing decisions were based on intuition and about a mm. year ago i thought well there's got to be a better way and i want to build that better way um so i started working on a sort of database of services and their prices that i found online 
and I started doing all these um, averages on each service that I um, was charging and growing that database. And then I met um, uh, a guy who became my co-founder, uh, Mattia, and we started building this tool to like allow other freelancers to um, create quotes from this database that we had built. And this became Instaprice. And so for the last six months, we've been growing, building and growing Instaprice to uh, have more freelance service templates and prices on there. Um, and, and yeah, that's, a, that's, that's what oh, we're, cool. we're working on now. So the, so the idea is you build a database of what other freelancers are charging and then based on parameters that you put in, it'll tell you like the most or average freelancers in this exactly. situation charge. Cool. The, the yeah, I really is, like that. The, 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 um, the, to solve one answer, one question is how much should I charge? Uh, yeah. Am mm-hmm. I overcharging to the risk of losing the client and earning zero? Or am I undercharging and maybe not... Uh, <laughs> like working for free or um yeah. and so based on all the data we gather um we we were able to to give you a pretty accurate answer um and so you just say okay i'm based in the us i charge in dollars i do uh web design and mm. i am also doing a tiny bit of brand branding and i should charge for a logo for this project then we are able to provide yeah a pretty good answer uh, a pretty good estimation on how you how much you should charge. Yeah, yeah. I think this is yeah, good because um, we've done several episodes on pricing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We'd love to maybe in another episode learn from you what you've learned about pricing for freelancers and and add that expertise to for our listeners. It's very interesting know, to um, see the other side <laughs> and see hmm. how much other freelancers are actually charging. Yeah. Yeah, I know Bonsai, who's been a partner of ours for a long time at HelloBonsai.com, they um they have what they call their rate explorer, and it does something like that where yeah. because because they have um the data from all their customers who send invoices, they know exactly how much freelancers are charging. Um and so they've put together like a little tool, but it's it's not it is uh, a great tool. It's uh, a I've great tool, but it's the... not super robust. It's not super robust, but um they're actually French as well. I've talked to the founder, mm. and he, it's a really nifty free tool to like get a, a rough idea. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, I think they've built something really nice. Yeah, so we'll be sure to link to that in the show notes, uh, as well as Ben's project Instaprice as well. But Ben, why don't you, um, let's, let's talk about where your business is headed, okay? So listeners of the show know that when you come on the show, you fill out the short questionnaire and you, you put on a scale of 1 to 10, where are you currently? From freelance being one to founder being 10, um, Ben, you put that you're currently at a six and that in the next year or so, you'd like to be at an eight. So walk us through what that looks like. Like in a year from now, what's the ideal scenario for this business for you? Yeah. So maybe to give a, a bit of context, um, in, in France, we have this really advantage, uh, a big advantage to, uh, um, over the US um, in that we can be freelancers for a long time. Um, and by freelancers, meaning legally a freelancer, uh, it's called auto-entrepreneur, mi- micro-entrepreneur. That's the, the, the status that I have, um, which means that I, I can, uh, 
I, I don't, I, you don't have to pay as much tax. It's really, but if I were to have um, a company, I'd have to pay twice, mm-hmm. if not three times as much oh, wow. to hire someone. Um, and so my idea being that as long as I'm under a certain threshold, which is about eight, uh, $80,000 a year, as long as I'm under that, I should stay a freelancer because I'm just going to not pay as much tax. Um, hence why I don't want to be a 10 out of 10 founder within a year. I think there's still a lot of advantages to stay a freelancer, at least here in okay. France. Um, and also, I think if I'm building a tool for freelancers, uh, every once in a while, doing a short freelance project is really good to keep me grounded yeah, sure. and understand what the pains, uh, the pain points of freelancers are today, not the ones that I had two or three years ago. So mm-hmm. that's another reason. Okay, good. Yeah, I like that. So, so walk us through then a year from now. What does your business look like in in a dream scenario? And like, what are the major differences between what you're doing now and maybe what it looks like a year from now? Very simply put, um, making more money. Um, we have a, a subscription model and. Uh, we charge about twelve dollars a month for for our subscriptions. Uh, we're we're going to change that pricing a tiny bit based on the data we collected, but um, that means that we need to get quite a few users in order to you know build um, a big business. Um, and and so in a year, I want to have. Um, 10,000 users who are really happy with our tool, who happily uh, pay uh, our, our, for our service to create their quotes. Um, Can I ask how many it. users yeah. you have now? We have 5,000 uh, users who signed up, and out of them, uh, 200, no, sorry, 400 paid. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, 400 are, are paying, basically. So a small chunk out of the the five thousand people who signed up, basically. So so, and how long has this been live? Uh, it's been live uh, for the last. We launched in September twenty twenty two. So October, November, December. That's going to be our fourth month. That's not too bad. It's not too it's bad. Pretty. It's pretty good. I don't know. I think so. Preston, yeah. Right? So so a hundred new customers a month. Is that what you're averaging? It sounds like. Um, yeah, but the thing is, we launched end of September, and uh, we launched on a website called Product Hunt. Maybe your mm-hmm. audience yep. is familiar with, um, and and that got us a lot of um, uh, traffic and attention. We launched in a couple of places in the same week to sort of do a boom launch, and then and 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 then we we sort of thought, okay, we've done the work. But actually, it was just the beginning, right? Um, because then some of the people who had bought subscriptions at the beginning, they realized that this wasn't for them. So uh, uh, some of the, the users turned out to like go away. Um, and, and so, yeah, it, it's oh, most curious. of the users came from the beginning, but now we don't have as like what, many like users. What, what percentage would you say came yeah. in the first month or what, what total came What's in the, the first churn? month? So the churn at the beginning was way too much for a software mm-hmm. business like this. It was something like 18%. And 
it should it should be around five four percent. But the thing we realized that was that we we were putting our tool for freelancers in front of a lot of eyeballs that weren't <laughs> freelancer mm-hmm. eyeballs and weren't in our target mar- market because we didn't have a target market. Um, we were just like thinking, oh, anyone who is interested in freelancing or hi- is hiring freelancers should use Instaprice. Um, so it was kind of the spray and pray. And I think that explains what a bit a big part of the churn. Um, but it's getting lower as we're trying to target this more um, for specific um, market, right? Um, so hopefully we can decrease that trend. Awesome. So what 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 number of the of your customers came in that first month when you were doing like product hunt and um, I could check now. Um, or just we, just a guess, like like out of the four hundred, would you say half of them came from that? Three quarters? Yeah, of them a came bit from more. That? Actually, I think two. A little more than half. Maybe yeah. two thirds. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But so, check. Yeah. One. Da, da, da. Yeah, that's about two thirds. Okay. So we're talking about like maybe two hundred and fifty-ish customers out of your four hundred customers. Um, yeah. Okay. So so a good chunk of your customers um, came in that first big launch. Since then, you've had another hundred and fifty customers or so. Um, in terms of paid customers. Okay, so I I have I think I have tons of thoughts on this. I'm sure Clay does as awesome. well. We're both marketing guys, and so um, awesome. I have lots of thoughts. But but before before I I've been taking notes and like scribbling some ideas. Before we dive into those, I want to just ask you really quick: What do you think? So a year from now, the vision is like have ten thousand customers, um, paying customers who are satisfied, be making obviously a lot more money than you are right now with four hundred customers. Um, what what do you picture as like the biggest hurdles or the biggest things holding you back from reaching that goal Mm. um it's it's a blessing and um and it's also a big pain where we we built a tool that doesn't look like a lot of other tools um pricing software isn't something that you know freelancers usually look for. It's usually huge companies that need to get pricing exactly right that will pay for like extra data. And so because we're arriving with a sort a new sort of tool, um it's 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 harder to sell. Um it's just harder to sell. Uh so so we have to explain are you, like, are you getting are you getting pushback or, or confusion or like why are you saying it's harder to sell? It's it's harder to sell because people don't have a high intent to purchase. They 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 okay. stumble upon Instaprice, and if it it solves the pain they have, like oh I don't know how much to charge for this project, mm-hmm. then they are like oh this is amazing. But if they're not looking, they're not gonna find us. Um, and so, okay, okay, yeah. interesting, okay. Cool. Um, I'm going to jump into a couple ideas and, and Clay, I'd love for you to interrupt me if you want to mm-hmm. add something to something I'm saying or if you have different ideas or disagree or whatever. But here's here's kind of what I'm looking at. And, and this comes from... So so we have a product called Solid Gigs and we're doing a huge revamp, by the way, small teaser there, but we're, we're doing a huge revamp to include some AI features. Awesome. Um, but Solid Gigs is basically a, a, a SaaS product like uh, similar to yours in terms of the, the business model and the pricing structure. Yep. We charge one affordable monthly fee and then we provide a whole bunch of service to our clients, right? So 
um, for 30, currently for 35 bucks a month, you sign up and you can get unlimited leads to your email inbox um, based on criteria that you set on the kinds of leads that you want as a freelancer, right? So very, very similar target audience, very similar pricing structure, business model. And we've learned quite a bit of things because we've been doing this business now for almost six years, um, this portion of our business. So, so we've learned quite a bit. Um, here's what I think about your current situation and then where you want to get in, in a year. First of all, 10,000 new customers. When you've had, you had 250 at launch, you've had 150 since then getting to 10,000, like that's a whole different level of scale in my opinion. Right. So, so that's going to require some massive growth efforts. Um, you're not going to be able to keep doing what you're doing and just do it a little bit more or a little bit better and reach that 10,000 number. Like that's a really, really big number, right. Um, for the stage that you're at. And so, so for me, if you're serious about reaching that 10,000 number, that to me means you're going to be needing to invest a lot in paid and in organic, which I think you're in a good position because doing lots of organic research, uh, SEO research for in the freelancing space for our blog, we all the time see that millions of people are searching for how much should I charge for a logo? How much should mm. I charge for mm. a pamphlet? Mm. How much should I charge for a website? Like, how much should I charge for dot, dot, dot is a huge opportunity for you and could provide tons of organic traffic. Um, but that's not something that like you just turn on overnight, right? So if, if you're looking in the next 12 months, I think you're going to have to go with the paid play, which means when people search, how much do I charge for a logo? You should be paying to be the number one paid result for how much should I charge for a logo? So that when they click on it and you have maybe a logo specific page that they can tinker around with a little bit and then and then upgrade to your to your paid product. I think a strategy like that in terms of marketing is the only way that in a year you're going to be able to grow yeah. that fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking like you're talking like double the amount of users per month that you've gained in four months. Right. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's a big leap. Um, and I think it's going to require some investment. Now you're making what around five grand a month right now. Uh, um, less. Well, you Actually, have 400 customers less. at 12 bucks a month or not? Yeah, because we started uh, selling um, at lower rates at first. And we, okay. So how much are you making on average a month right now? Um, we are, whoop, let me check the stripe. Um, you know, ballpark. About- yeah, yeah uh, like about like about two grand. Yeah, three actually. Three, three, about three thousand. Yeah. Okay. So, and and do you have any costs besides your own time? I actually hired um, a full time marketer to help me. Oh, just okay. three weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, and that was the 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 big that was a big leap for me to go from yeah. freelance to founder. Um, yeah. What's what's his co- his or her cost? Um. 3,000. Actually, okay. it's a, we're, 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 we're at the limit, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And how has that gone so far? Um, sh- hugely um, interesting moments spent together trying to uh, define our market, right? So doing the market research, um, I, I spent a lot of time looking at Y Combinator uh, videos, their startup school, learning about startups from them. Um, and 
I think that's it puts you in a good how mentality. Long, Sorry, go ahead. How long have you been with this marketer? Uh, for now, now it's going to be a month. Oh, a month. Okay, cool. And 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 yeah. So, but have they have, they, have they done yet any any sort of have they tested any like Google ads, Facebook ads? No, no, because I've I've uh, explicitly said that we should uh, double down on organic. Okay, and why is that? Um, because um, just uh, I, actually, I I I'm not willing to. Uh, I, uh, sorry, I'm not. I don't think I have a good answer for that. I, okay. I just had a hunch that if we did really good guides, we really nailed nailed SEO, uh, and really built the best product out there. We wouldn't yeah. need to pay for ads, but. It, for sure. It makes a lot of and, sense what you're saying about, you know, if we want to reach that target going for uh Google AdSense or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm just I'm just going based off of this 10,000 in a year number. If you want to go slower, right? I think um I think organic I mean, you want you want definitely the organic play long term. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. I think so it just depends. Did- Some people with organic can can get those kind of numbers in a year where you're brand new where it's one marketer instead of a whole like content team i think that's going to be a really hard number in a year um, um but you know in two three four years very that reasonable could be, yeah that could that, that could make sense um have you have you had any experience hiring um micro or bigger influencers to promote for example solid gigs um, we haven't used that, uh, I guess. Well, we have a little bit. So we have an affiliate program and we've worked with some affiliates and that actually was has been one of our biggest sources of growth is just a consistent flow of new customers from affiliates. And so we've partnered, yes, with I guess what you would call influencers. Yeah. These are more like niche sites um, yeah. than like social media influencers. But definitely that's been a huge part of it. Influencers mm-hmm. are either hit or miss. It's yeah, not, it's, it's not, there's really, it's very rare. It's something in the middle. It's either you're going to hit it, like you're going to hit success, or it's going to be a big, it's, you're going to big flop. <laughs> big flop. It's one of the two. And more times than not, and from my, and I've dabbled in this more times than not, it is a miss. And it was, okay. Yeah. Um, but when it's a hit, I mean, it is a hit. Hmm. So, but unfortunately, it requires a lot of trial and error. You have to try quite a few different influencers to find one i just i just think like i'm not sure social is really your play here and i know it's not maybe fair because i'm i'm sort of always first to say organic or paid and clay is usually first to say social but i'm just thinking like with this particular product um i think it's both there's like, I mean, it's, I think it's always both, but I, well, I just think there's a there's a very very specific problem to be solved here, yeah. And so organic and paid just makes sense because you mm. you type in how much do I charge for freelance work, how much do I charge for whatever, and you have a very immediate problem to be solved. Mm. Well, when I say both, I mean like, as of right now, January 2023, I think <clears throat> that the organic is the core. Like when I say organic, I'm talking about like articles written on your site that's highly mm. SEO'd and, mm. and provides a lot of depth that helps your audience. And you 
take those articles and you promote them via ads on social. Mm. Oh, got it. That's what I, I think would work really well. I have a hard time um, with your pricing structure, personally. Got it. The, the monthly. Yeah, recurring. it's um, yeah, when you say that. what. What is the what is the what is the the um, what am I trying to say? Incentive of keep paying monthly, other than the fact that I can keep using the tool. Yeah, I wondered um, that too. What keeps customers around? So we <laughs> when we pitch in surprise, we pitch it as yes, we're gonna answer that big question: How much should I charge? Um, but when you sign up and you um, you know, to start using the tool, we make it very easy to add your own services on there to mm-hmm. create quotes in seconds. And what we found from talking to freelancers and just for my like for myself when I created quotes for clients, I would go on Figma, I would go on these other tools. Um, but it always was like copy pasting of blogs and then exporting as PDF. And it was kind of always a pain. And so what we realized was that our tool was actually uniquely positioned to be a great way to create quotes quickly. And so the way we attract people to uh, Instaprice is through that big uh, value prop of, hey, we're going to tell you how much to charge. But then the way we retain them is by, because we, our system makes re- like beautiful quotes really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but that they don't come to us because they won't want like to create quotes quickly. They come for the like the pricing decision first. Um, so that's why they stay. Um, here's here's the uh, I'm just I'm just going back to my freelancer days when I when I first started. So because obviously, at least I think it's obvious, your target audience they're new. That's Most, what I think yeah. because if they're experienced. Or world class, as you have mm-hmm. it in your tool, they're not using something like this, right? Straight up, they're not. Right, they already so know how to. I, their stuff. I personally don't even know. I don't know if you. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, uh, we can get into that later. But like, anyways, I'm going back to my freelancer days, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, why would I use this? Like, if the only way, and this is just me personally, okay? Preston might be different. Listeners might be different. Your audience might be different. But I'm just going back to those days. You, I Paying monthly for this tool just for quoting. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team. Other times, maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, 
that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs and did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's gonna wanna take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. It's not enough. Now, tell me if, if I'm wrong, but is there? I don't think there's a way for me for a, a client to pay with this, is there? Uh, do you mean a uh, way to pay in the tool? Yeah, oh, like, oh, sorry, like the if client. I... Yeah, the client. If I were to send this, if I were to quote this, send it to the client, can they pay from that? And uh, That's coming up this quarter. Okay, yeah. that right there, to me, might make it worth it. Right? Because it's all seamless. Because like sending the quote is, is half of it. Right, the other right. half is getting paid, right? right? I mean, that's the most important part, quite honestly. Like people want to get paid. They don't want to right it, it, it's not yeah it's not the 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 pretty quotes and things like that it's like getting paid right that's yeah. the whole goal <laughs> um i uh what are your other plans i'm just curious uh are, are you going to is this going to continue to just be an invoicing slash get paid like kind of software or do you have other things that's so going to expand in it by the time this episode is released we'll have we'll already have uh live um, a way to find talent on Instaprice. So what happens is when people use the same service, same template over and over again, we save them as a talent for this service. And mm-hmm. so when you're on Instaprice, you can actually see who are the other uh, freelancers who use which other uh, services that are saved. And this is good for uh, a freelancer if you're if you want to find a collaborator for like a, a client wants to a website and you're a designer and you need a copywriter then you could find that person from there um, or get yeah a, a list of recommendations from there but it's also interesting for potentially growing enterprise in in the longer term to sell this like for companies themselves. Wait. So this is for a freelancer to find other contractors? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I 
I feel like there's a lot happening here. Like, um, <laughs> like you're trying to you're yeah. trying to like replace a lot of tools that a freelancer might use. For example, a freelancer might on any given day use um, Hectic or Bonsai to send uh, quotes and invoices and get paid. Um, but then they might use Fiverr or Upwork or something like that to find other subcontractors to subcontract out work to. Mm-hmm. And it, we're talking about like like big, well-funded, well-established companies doing things that aren't technically like right in your wheelhouse as Instaprice. Like Instaprice is how much should I charge for this thing? And so it seems like, to me, it seems like... um like you're trying to make your value proposition the the thing that you're not actually selling. Like, are you gonna be a FreshBooks hectic bonsai? That's my question. Yeah. Or are you gonna be a marketplace? Or are you gonna be a a price estimator? Yeah. Um, uh, that's a great yeah. question. I that's a, uh, that's something super hard to nail. And I'd love to have your thoughts on this. Um, we started out. As I mentioned in like the context for it, for this, we started out with just a price estimation tool, okay, basic, and then we realized, okay, well, once you have a price, then the 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 next step is, oh, uh, I need to create a quote, I need to do, then like if it's accepted, send an invoice, get paid. So we realized, well, that's actually pretty easy to build inside the tool. Um, and that's actually what our users wanted afterwards. Um, and then we realized, okay, well, we have all these freelancers saying they do all of these things. It's just very easy for us to do that Fiverr uh, inside Instapress, as you said, like find other sub- subcontractors. And so it's just yeah, naturally... Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I just, I think, I think you have to be careful... It's like, is this easy for my business to do, or is this what my clients and customers want? Right? Mm-hmm. Because we we see this with service-based freelancers all the time, which is most of our listeners. It's like, oh, that would be super easy for me to just tack on copywriting. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it would be, I guess, <laughs> but you're not a copywriter. Um, and so like, are people actually gonna pay for your copywriting? Just because it's easy for you to tack on your business doesn't mean that there's demand from your client for that service. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, yeah, and the, I, I don't know. I have. I guess it really depends on who you want to be. Do you want to be a software company, and that's what you sell, right? What's? I feel like that this is this is. Um, uh, I I think it's a bit of identity crisis, in my opinion. So, like you, you talk about this being a tool and a soft. I mean, it's a software at the end. Of, at the end of the day, this is a software. But then you're talking about tacking on a marketplace, right? For yeah. for for jobs. Um, those are two different things. Completely two different things. I, I and also here. Here's the other thing too. Like. I, I think if you're going, I think it's one of two directions that you need to go. I think and you need to choose who you are from an identity perspective. Like, are you a software company or are you something else? Because if you're something else, let's just say you're a marketplace. You decide to create the next Fiverr, right? Just I'm bringing that up because that that's what we're talking about. Um, then 
that's what you be. And then you just have a tool that's available, right? Yeah. Or if you want to be the next hectic or the next bonsai, Mm -hmm. which is more software focused, right? Or 17 hats or. Yeah. yeah. Then you just have a a pricing tool as part of your larger suite of tools. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now this is, this is where it's like, it, that's why I ask, like, do you have any other like features that you're going to expand in? Like what's the future of this? Because like it's called Insta price. You know, if you t- if you decide to tack on, uh, you know, invoicing, you decide to tack on calendar feature or marketplace, like, and then Instaprice no longer is uh, <laughs> aligns with what you do, right? Because Instaprice to me is just a quoting app. Hmm. You know, so I, I think you need to decide like who you want to be as a company and how you want to make the majority of your money because just this tool alone. I, I think it's, I don't think, I, I personally don't think it's enough. I could be completely wrong. I've been wrong a lot of times. No, but super interesting to have your thoughts. Yeah, I think, I think the, I think the churn rate is, is speaking to that a little bit, right? Like people like the product, they come, they use it. The thing is we have this, we face the same problem with solid gigs. As soon as we solve the problem, we, their, our customers don't need us anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why. So that's cust- why I think this should not be a monthly fee. If you're going to sell it like right. this, exactly, it should be a one-time fee. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Yeah, Sorry I just. I, I agree. No, I agree. I, that's that's really what I'm getting at too. Clay is like I, I'm not sure the pricing model. Um, I think recurring is really sexy and people like the monthly, you know, pricing. Like everyone loves that, but I'm not sure it works. I'm. I don't know. Not not customers- the way it stands right now. Yeah. Ben, what what are we we're talking a lot? What are what are you thinking? What's going through your mind? What are your customers telling you that maybe we're missing? Um, what what are we not understanding here? No, no, it and um, I think you, what you're saying is is totally right. Um, the one time fee for getting one price, yes, uh, that makes more sense than a recurring. Mm-hmm. Um, the the what I'm, but you rightly pointed out that uh, the moment we do a bit of invoicing. Uh, through enterprise, then we become another tool. And so uh, the challenge becomes either we change the identity, as you said, or we, and that's actually the same thing. We we change the positioning of the tool, maybe the brand, the name, and don't call it, we we don't call it enterprise, but something else. Um, And those subcontractors and taking on Fiverr, that's not our, our goal, and we know that. Um, it's more like a, a nice feature that's easy to implement. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely not going to be our business. Uh, so what I'm hearing is you're really you really want to step up to bat and compete with uh, hectic bonsai, fresh books, uh, Plutio, all those like invoicing tool, quoting tool. Uh, client relationship management tool, all that stuff. It's like a freelancing um, suite. That's a yeah, that's a lot of the things. Yeah, but um, uh, the create a quote that, and then turn it into an invoice, then get paid. That flow when we talk to mm. freelancers and for myself, I know kind of sucks. I mean, it's a long. Uh, no one w- wants to spend an hour creating a quote. 
Um, mm-hmm. And so the fact that we have all this data makes it like so much easier. And yeah. um, but the real value prop is that that time gain basically on the on the the creation of code. So uh, saying that we know the right price for everything is more of a way to attract leads, but but really our tool is a quote creation tool. That, or, yeah. That's what uh you know another way to look at this is like yeah. if you if you decide to do so this is go this goes back to identity. If you decide to do something other than develop this into something more, like if you just keep it the way it is right now and you decide to do something that's higher level that that can make more money this is a an excellent lead magnet that mm. can create a ton of leads a perfect example is hubspot hubspot gives away their crm software mm-hmm. for free that is their way of of generating tons of leads and then they make money down the line down the pipeline mm. like they sell them something else so I think there's a couple different routes you can go here. You can either go with what Preston said is like, okay, let's let's call ourselves a software company and develop this thing to compete with, you know, all those companies that was mentioned. Or you can create some other service or product that that where you're going to make real like like much higher money, revenue, and this is a this is a a tool that creates a t- a ton of leads. Mm. Um I think that that's Two different paths, right? I, I take your both of your opinions and thoughts very seriously. I'm taking a lot of notes here. Uh, you know this industry uh, so well, and the people who work in there. So um, thanks neither, so much. Neither neither one of those paths are wrong, by the way. It's just a matter of what you want to do and what your market yeah. wants and needs, right? It's just I, I I do think though, like one thing we've landed on concretely is just based on what we know about freelancers, which is a lot. We spend a lot of time talking to freelancers, researching the freelance space. Um, at Milo, we work with tons and tons of tools for freelancers. We see new tools come and go all the time. I think one thing that we've really nailed down here that I feel confident saying like 100% I believe this is I'm not sure um, a tool whose foundation is the pricing thing uh, is sustainable on its own. I think you're mm. right. I think it's going to have to expand and like and then as soon as you expand, now you're competing with all these other, because, you know, the hectics and bonsais, bonsais of the world, you can send a quote and you can send an invoice and you can get paid. And so they're already doing those things. Um, and so you have to differentiate. And I think, I think you do have some really valuable stuff that the data that you use is really interesting. Um, you know, I think that's a great like value prop and differentiator for you. Um, but, but I think you do have to recognize like you're going to be you're not just going to be competing with price estimator tools. Now you're going to be competing with like invoicing tools, productivity mm-hmm. tools, because as a freelancer, I'd rather, I'd rather be like in one tool. Like I'd rather just be in hectic all the time instead mm-hmm. of like, I have to go do my, my quote, or I have to figure out my pricing and send a quote in Instaprice, And then I have to go over to hectic and log that. And then, yeah. and then whatever. Right. So you want it to be all in one place. Um, so I think you're going to have to add features to compete with some of those other people be- because I don't think someone's going to pay for Instaprice and for Hectic. Yeah, it's really, yeah, it's really hard um, to do that. Also, like, can I make a note on a conversion perspective? Yeah. Um, 
Is this app only available through your website? Yes. Okay, so I'm on your site. And the first thing I see is the $1,200 yep. up at the top. I immediately thought it was $1,200. <laughs> I, would, I would get rid of that number. Got it. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Like, I thought it was $1,200. Bucks. You or know or what add I mean? some wording like, add, add a very clear like, here's what to charge. Here's, your, here's what you'll charge your client or something like some wording it, somewhere if you can't something. get rid of it. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it's just a graphic, right? Just put a dollar sign there or something. Like, it looks uh, like a price tag. So, uh, if you go at uh, InstaPrice.app, uh, yeah, I'm at, I'm at, I'm there too. Got it. I'm just saying this is the first place I go. Yeah. Right. So, like, I can imagine. I, I don't know what your analytics look like, but I can imagine this is going to stop a few people from even clicking the C tool button. So that's one thing I would change. The other thing is, um, I, I, you have here like under stats price, and you, and then you just have a dollar sign, right? Mm-hmm. I need to open it again. So, so well, I'm just saying, like, all there is is a dollar sign. There's no mm-hmm. number here. Um, you know, usually when I see that where there's no price. Combined with the fact that it says $1,200 at the top, I think this is super expensive automatically without even me playing with the app. So, yeah. like, with even, the even on your get started button, you could do like get started for free and then yeah. underneath, like, and then $12 a month after that or something. Just something like, like, you mm. don't have to hide your pricing. I actually, I actually hate it when pricing is hidden. I want to know up front. People care yeah. about the money. They want to know up front is this cheap? Is this expensive? Is it something within yep. my budget range? Especially when that, it's lo- low, low dollar like this. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. Um, I, and I then, actually disagree with Clay about putting the, the, the big number though. I just think you need something to counteract it. Like, like if you put like a hand drawn arrow or something that says like what you will make. And now mm. it's like, oh, okay, I'm that, gonna and make that's fine, right? And, and I'm that's not, I'm fine. Not it just needs to be clear that it's it not twelve hundred dollars. I agree. I yeah. agree. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, the last thing that I'll say about the about conversion is when I when I click on that C tool and it takes me to InstaPrice.app. This is hella confusing to me. I don't know where to start. Yeah. The the I I, I really don't know where to start. The the version we're launching tomorrow, so it, it will be live <laughs> by the time the podcast airs. But uh, mm-hmm. the onboarding is uh, an order of magnitude more clear. <laughs> okay, yeah, you, you'll yeah. have a, a. I agree. It's it's pretty hard to use and understand at this point. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, that's all I'll say about. Because I mean, like you have, you said you had like five thousand something people sign up, but only four hundred converted. I mean, there's 4,600 people that you have. Like, those are 4,600 leads. So, like, they're there. You have them. I, yeah, I get it. Some of them probably, you know, may not find this interesting or it may not be relevant to them. But I guarantee you, out of those 4,600 people, some of them could could convert based off certain tweaks and, th- and that that's the easiest place to, to, I agree. to get new, new business so like that's yeah. why i'm bringing up these conversion issues 
um, because like I think it's a bottleneck, right? Like it doesn't matter if you have like you hire this marketer, but like you can you can increase the amount of web traffic that you come to your website, but like if it's not designed to convert, if it's yeah. if it's confusing on the conversion, like you're wasting your marketing dollars. Mm. A, a good marketer, a good marketer, in my opinion, will do it. Do the following: do their marketing in the following order. You figure out the target audience. You figure out the messaging. You figure out the pain points and how you're going to solve them. And that all, to me, shouldn't shouldn't take months. It should take days because yeah, because you'll 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 guess and then you'll test and then you'll refine. Right. So you take a few days, you figure out like what your messaging should be. Then they they rework the landing page. And I don't mean design. Design, of course, is important. I mean copy. The copy on your homepage is going to be the most influential thing, the, the biggest needle mover for sales. And so, mm-hmm. so if I hire a good marketer, I want them to figure out the vision, the direction quickly, and then I want them to immediately start testing copy improving copy because the copy will improve conversions and then from there once once you sort of have that figured out on a small scale and you can say okay people are converting now 10 percent higher because we changed our copy then you can start writing blog articles testing google ads testing facebook ads but like clay saying until then you're just throwing money at a thing that's only working so so right so mm-hmm. you got to really like nail it first and then you can grow with ads with paid or with organic or with whatever but but a lot of marketers will jump into the promotion before the conversion is is set and that's just it feels backwards to me mm. makes a lot of sense well, we've been talking a lot. <laughs> we appreciate uh, you you listening. Hopefully, Ben, that's been helpful. We are unfortunately out of time for today, but um, do you want to just really quickly let people know where they can connect with you personally if they'd like to chat? Sure. Of course, uh, uh, let them know where they can find Instaprice as well. Sounds good. Um, I'm on Twitter a lot, uh, Ben underscore Eisen. And then I have a small YouTube channel where I share the journey to... Uh, to create tools like that uh, and, and on YouTube it's uh, super creative um, and then if you want to look at uh, Instaprice and give us a lot of feedback because we need it um, it's instaprice.app Alright Ben thank you so much man for taking the time today and listeners thank you as well we'll catch you on next on the next episode Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit millo.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of the Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at freelancetofounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time. See ya.